Welcome to The Mary Mack Show, where we will be talking about your feelings, experiences, and pain following the death of a loved one. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you find yourself in this entire world, I welcome you. Hello, my friend, my warrior. How are you doing this week? I certainly hope it was much better than last week. I'd like to share with you that this past Monday on January 11th, 2021, at 1.11 p.m., I launched my brand new store, the Mary Max store, something that I've wanted to do for a very long time and which has taken me many, many months and my team a great deal of work to be able to launch this new store specifically to provide beautifully creative gifts for those who are grieving the death of a loved one. Now, whether that's for yourself or for others that you know, we're putting together different collections of gifts that I think you will really enjoy, that will be really special to give to another person and to have for yourself to enjoy. Everything from t-shirts and mugs and other products as we move along. But we have three new collections, and the one I'd like to tell you about today is the Heart of Gold collection. The Heart of Gold collection, and that's what I call it, that's the logo that we created for the Foundation for Grieving Children, Inc. And this is an organization I started many years ago so that we could raise funds for grieving children, teens, and young adults who are grieving the death of a loved one. And it's the first nonprofit national public charity of its kind. We help build resources and we help raise funds so that organizations can increase their capacity to help other children and can develop new programs and sustain themselves, especially now since so many donations are down. And some of these organizations, which used to help children face-to-face, are now relying on virtual meetings. So I knew that we would need to build something that would sustain the foundation. And that's why I built the Mary Mac store. So partial proceeds from everything I've ever done and from every sale in this collection and every sale, no matter what you purchase on the website, will go toward the foundation to help keep it running and to sustain it over the years ahead. Please go to my website at marymac.info and go to the top tab. You'll see the word store. 
and just click on it and it'll bring you there and you can see all the products that we're featuring at the beginning now. And as time goes on, we'll add more products and I hope you really enjoy it and use it and find something lovely to give to another person or even yourself to comfort you while you're grieving the death of a loved one. And that would just mean so much to me. And do take the comments section on my website or the comments section on the store and let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your reactions. So thanks for listening. I hope you'll go look at it. It's called the Mary Max Store. I'm really happy with it and I hope you will be too. We put a lot of hard work into this. And do please share it with people you know who might benefit from it and even companies that might like to purchase some products for their employees who are grieving. Thank you, my friend, and bless you for sharing and spreading the word far and wide about my new store, the Mary Max store. So today, I'd like to talk to you about what happens when we rely on other people who said they would be there for us during our grieving process and slowly, slowly walk away. What's that all about? Why did they do that? Why did they promise us that they would help us and they aren't there any longer? We think family and friends will be there for us over the long haul after a loved one's death. And during the funeral, people promise us many things. They let us know that if we need anything, they'll be there for us. They'll bring food and they'll send flowers to the funeral home. And they may even attend the wake. They come to our house a few times, and they'll text us and call us and see if we need anything from time to time. But they also promised they would be there for us if we needed anything. Well, what happened with that? And at work, they take up a collection of cash to help with expenses, and they'll give it to you in a nice card signed by everyone in your department. Yes, they're sympathetic for a short time, and they pick up the slack for your work that is undone. But then a few weeks later, maybe even a month has passed, and the fog and the shock hasn't lifted yet, and people are already talking behind your back, wondering when you'll snap out of this and get back to normal. Yet you haven't even gotten to a place where you're feeling real grief. You're still in shock. And you think to yourself, where are all the people who said they'd call and stop over and invite me over for dinner, maybe babysit my kids so I could have a break, bring me to a movie so I can escape? They all said they'd connect at the funeral, but have they forgotten? Well, my friend, grief is messy, and they don't know what to say and do, so they do nothing. They stay away. They're embarrassed. They think that at some point you'll be your old self, 
But that won't happen, ever, because you are changed now, changed into another person, a bereaved person, who will have to figure out how to live without your special someone. And you feel it's so unfair to lose both them and most of your family and friends at the same time. They just can't understand you, and you can't understand them. I remember hearing from others in our support group how ladies would turn their carts around in the grocery store and actually go down another aisle to avoid a bereaved mother. They were not only embarrassed for not visiting as they said they would, but more than likely didn't know what to say after being absent for so long. I remember my father driving 33 miles one way to my home just to tell me I would be going to their Christmas Eve party just a few months after my stepdaughter was murdered, regardless that we weren't up for a party. But my mother insisted and expected me to be there. I still didn't go. There will always be family members, friends, and business colleagues who won't be as sympathetic or compassionate. People who want you to be just as you were before, and they don't understand you can't be that bubbly, lighthearted personality right now. You feel great sorrow. Your world has changed, and you're trying to adapt and cope with your new reality, and that takes time. So there will be people who are kind for a time, kind at work, kind at home, kind in groups like your church and synagogue and other religious groups that you belong to. But there will come a time when that stops and you won't be ready for it. And that may startle you. Understand that they can't possibly know what you need, and you must gently tell them, because no one knows what you need like you do. And if you personally aren't sure, you must take some time by yourself and write in your journal exactly what it is that you need from them. What would help you at home with the kids, from family members, from friends, even at work? Maybe it's more alone time. Maybe it's coming in early and leaving early so you can relieve the stress of traffic. And even after all that, there is no guarantee they will do what they might have promised you again. They may renege later on, not show up, make excuses and cancel. So what I want you to know is this. If you don't expect anything from anyone, you will not be disappointed. Now you might think, that's really harsh, Mary. But actually, it's very truthful. If they help you, great. And if not, you will be okay. 
once they show themselves as unreliable, you needn't ask again. And therefore, so much less stress and disappointment will be on you. The truth is, you will be helped by other people you may know, and other people you may not even yet know. People in support groups, people at work who you never met yet, but are also grieving a similar death or have in the past, and they decide to reach out after hearing of your sorrow. It even may be a neighbor you never met, but they want to help you. In our case, it was two families, one whose daughter was murdered the month before my stepdaughter, and another family whose son was murdered a month after. We met in a support group for families who had children who were murdered. For many, many years, we all relied on each other for emotional support that we couldn't get from family and friends who slowly moved away from us. And that will happen also. You will learn who your real friends are and who pays you lip service. In about a year, you will be amazed at who has come into your life to help you and who has basically exited your life. And you know, it will be perfectly fine. You don't need the drama queens who make life all about them or the narcissists. You may realize you don't need that job and start looking for another better job where you can start fresh now where they don't know all the details surrounding your pain and you don't need to share any of it with anyone there. So when wonderful people come into your life, I call them angels. Be grateful for their friendship and support. They may only be there for a season, but oh how comforting it is when they show up. So now, it's time to get up and dance, dance, dance. And I know you probably think this is still silly, but just do it for me anyway, okay? Remember to continue to write five things each night in your journal that you are grateful for. Visit my website at marymac.info and sign up for my email list as soon as possible so we can stay in touch and you'll receive my free book. Also, click on the store tab at the top to visit the Mary Mac store. 
and share my podcast and store with those who may benefit from it as well. And as always, remember to be happy because you deserve to. I'll speak with you again soon.